Welcome to Two Songs, One Couple, where a geeky metalhead husband swaps songs with his nerdy country girl wife. Grab a drink, get comfy, and join us on our musical chat. Let's talk about like pandemic hobbies. Okay. So me and the kid baked brownies that you said were delicious. Yeah, brownies are good. You two made them last night mm-hmm. and we ate them fresh out the oven, which is probably a mistake. No. It's hard to taste because they're so hot. But it's warm and gooey and yum yums. Once the brownies cooled down, they became denser. So yeah. the texture is like like very fudgy mm, and yeah, even like- more chocolatey. Yeah, I like fudgy brownies. I've also been trying to build this free food pantry out of Legos. You know, like the little libraries? Yeah. The free little libraries that people have. I Uh wanted to do that, but for like food. And I wanted to do something to create it myself. I don't have like a wood shop and we don't have a saw. And so I was like, hmm, what can I use to build that? I know, Legos. Actually, Lego is plural. Okay, whatever. Um, But I vastly underestimated how many Lego... I would need. (laughs) I bought like this big box from Costco. I was like, yeah, this will probably do. And then like I started putting it together and it has a whole bunch of pieces that I don't need. I got up maybe an inch and a half, maybe two inches. (laughs) It's not even a full square, right? Right. Or rectangle. Right. Well, because it's got to stay open so people can stick their hands in and grab stuff. So if anybody knows where I can get more of the two by Legos, then I would appreciate it. Like the two by sixes, two by eights whatever's you mean lego god damn you (laughs) (laughs) let's talk music (laughs) okay let's dive into it gave to you is Vlez Temtrev by Koenji Haikai. It's off their 2018 album Dromvishka. They're a Japanese band, I think from Tokyo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I was getting like Norwegian vibes from this. Well, the <laughs> language that they sing in is made up. What did you think of the song? My very first impression and the very first note that I wrote down was, Ack! Weird shit again for 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes of weird ass shit. The second thing I wrote was it reminds me of a mixture between Mr. Bungle meets Frank Zappa. Yeah. And I would not say in a good way. That's fair. So the genre we're talking about here is a very specific type of prog called Zool. And how I discovered this band, I saw them on the bill. I think they were headlining on one day of a prog festival. I throw them on I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> 
because at the time I was like Dream Theater, Symphony X, that kind of progressive metal. I turned this on. I was like, what the hell? It wasn't all that metal. It was more like prog rock and jazz, like fucked up jazz, like free jazz. Mm-hmm. And I thought, there's no band that sounds like this. This is an original idea. And it turns out it's not. Not uh, original. Y- no, years later. <laughs> I discovered that there's a band that preceded them called Magma. And they've essentially invented this style of music where it's just made up words. They're French, but they don't sing in French. It's a made up language. And it's weird and wacky and out there. It has a very specific sound. And so this band essentially ripped them off. If you had to guess, who's the band leader? Saxophone. No. Mm, drummer. That's right. The drummer is the band leader. The drummer is the only consistent member of the band throughout the years. So I can blame him. You can blame him. I'm assuming him. it's a him. It's a him, yeah. <laughs> and it's been 13 years since their previous album, Ingershispa. <laughs> <laughs> It's a made-up language that sounds extremely Scandinavian, and I'm curious if Scandinavians are a little pissed off and insulted by that. Because if somebody made up a language that sounded a lot like English and was like, I would be a little upset. (laughs) That's funny. Have you ever wondered what the noises people make to make fun of American English or even British English or English at all? Because like the way to make fun of Chinese Mm -hmm. or any Asian language is ching chong chang, right? Yeah. If you want to make fun of any Scandinavian language, it's like, work, work, uh, wherever the Swedish chef, right? Yeah, the Swedish chef, totally. <laughs> or like, <laughs> <laughs> that one. Do you ever wonder what people do in other nations to make fun of American? Yeah. Oh, like, what does that sound like? They've got to have it. What does yeah. that sound like? Yeah. Well, we know like, like I mean, even. <laughs> like, what is it even? I don't even know. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> no, it, it can't be real words because it's usually when the collective we make yeah. fun of other languages. It's generally nonsense. It's made that up. sounds yeah. like it. Totally. We'll have to travel more and, and find out. Anyway, get back to this. It's a made up language. I don't know if they were really going for sounding Scandinavian or Dorim Vishka. Like Vishka doesn't really sound Scandinavian to me, right? It does to me. Or like Almost Russian. like, um, yeah, Russian yeah. or European, Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Or even like an Indian language. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, so lyrics, you obviously can't get anything from it. It's very obvious that the singer is not even making words. I actually caught on to that. But most of what the singer is doing is just ahs. Then doopity doop doop doops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? The chorus is, yeah. I call it the Scooby-Doo part. Yeah, there's a lot of scatting. Yeah. yeah, and that's actually like the only part that I like. Okay, so I had a sense of whiplash throughout the 10 minutes yeah. of this entire song. It goes from like this chaotic butt clenching section to this like funky, jazzy scat section and then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for 10 yeah. minutes. It's interesting because I do like the scatting jazz section. In my head, I'm wondering if I only like it because it's in contrast to something that I absolutely do not like. That is my favorite part, too, is where the singer and the soprano saxophone Mm -hmm. do a, a unison line together. Yeah.
and it's like the amount of skill it takes to do that vocal line that precisely and together with the saxophone part because there's no room to fuck up but yeah that's the the only part that like i absolutely 100 percent hate the operatic breakdown where it's just a progressive awe and she's just going up the scales uh-huh. it's overlaying that chaotic sound oh my god i fucking hate it so much <laughs> so much and then towards the end of the song they do the opposite and so instead of her going ah uh, up the scale she's going ah uh, down the scale uh-huh. maybe this is like leading up to a breakdown in the song where it's gonna stop with this chaotic butt clenching stuff god damn it nope it brings you like right back to the fucking chaos and i'm just like fuck why <laughs> <laughs> why peter why <laughs> all the shit that you say that you hate about it is what i love about it God, I hate the it. switching on a dime between genres chaotic prog the operatic parts the jazz funk parts mm. the jazz unisons there's even like a stretch in the middle that's doomy where it's like very slow plodding yes yeah and it actually is like halfway in like i wrote down five minutes in the male singer who sounds just like mike Patton, and i like that and i was like okay maybe this is changing nope <laughs> you only get like two seconds of awesomeness and then it's back to like sadness yeah it just jumps around that's just exactly what i like about it is how chaotic and how you can't get settled it just keeps me on the like the edge it's like okay i like this oh no it's over it's done <laughs> i like this nope <laughs> And it's so funny because I really don't like that feeling. It gives me like stress or anxiety where it's like it's super chaotic and it makes you feel like you're overthinking things. That feeling of just like, ah, like I need to go away. I need to run. I need to do something. Yeah. And I don't like that. (laughs) This is the drummer's project, essentially. I'm curious if that's how his brain is, if he suffers from any sort of anxiety. And this is his way of just like yeah, puking it all up into your ears. Like venting it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. This brings me to a place where I have too many things on my to-do list and I haven't yet started to like work my way through them. (laughs) I'm just like, oh my God, I have so much to do. Uh Let's go, let's go, let's go. I really like am a little bit bitter that you made me listen to this because it hurt my ears. (laughs) Oh, I'm not sorry. (laughs) All right. So out of five (laughs) Scooby-Dooby-Doos, what would you rank this? I ranked it two Scooby-Dooby-Doos out of five. And that's only because that scat section I dug. Even the two for that makes me kind of curious because I wonder if I just listened to that on its own, if I would like it or if I would drop my ranking down to a one. Why don't you just call it a one? Not my favorite. Just call it a one. Because I'm trying to be nice. Call it what it is. Don't try to be nice. This is me being nice. Be honest with me. (laughs) I am being honest with you. I can take it. I just said it. Gird your loins. It's a two. (laughs) But really, it's a one. That's what I'm mm. reading from this. It's a two on the verge of going down to a one. Your two is actually higher than I thought. I thought you'd give it a zero. Took a down a
So the song I gave you is Arkansas by Chris Stapleton. It's on his 2020 Starting Over album. What'd you think? Yeah. God damn it. Come on, you liked it, yeah? Mm. <laughs> Come on. So it has this old school rock and roll feel. I know he's a country artist, right? Mm-hmm. This song in particular is more old school rock and roll. Southern rock. Southern rock where it's like Leonard Skinner meets Elton John. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. The song itself is... um fine like the music itself is fine Uh nothing special about it it's pretty basic the lyrical content i cannot connect with in any way shape or form he sounds like a very privileged fuck what very white male privileged subject matter what just because he likes arkansas no the opening line is i took a 911 about 107 down a back road Mm -hmm. so it means there were cops chasing him because he was driving too fast oh i see what you're saying he says it in such a way that it's no big deal ha 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 we're having so much fun maybe it's against the law that's true so cool so fun down in arkansas whereas if i did this in arkansas i would die yeah i would immediately die that's true that's a that's a good point that person of color did this and cops were chasing him they're dead but this guy is like you wow look at me i'm riding around wee wee blue lights in my rear view no big deal daddy will bail me out and everything will be good they'll take one look at me and say oh you were fine you're not breaking the law boys will be boys boys will be boys that's my feeling when it comes to the lyrical content well god damn it you just totally took it from like fun i love my home state sense down to like reality is he from arkansas <laughs> no actually he's not he's actually from kentucky oh uh-huh. i know but i think he just maybe he really liked arkansas <laughs> yeah he must have really loved breaking the law in an out of state i guess they know how to party down there yeah i don't know we went to arkansas once yeah okay i wouldn't party down there i do love the south i talk a lot of shit about the south yeah ironically you love it more than i do yeah it, how it's represented in in media it makes it seem like everyone's racist there i don't believe mm. that to be the case would you say 100 percent of the people in arkansas are racist no i would not say that but i also think that the history of the south generated that perception and that stereotype so it's justified let's just say that true yes that's that's true my perspective of the south when we've gone to visit keep in mind like our visits are typically super short and so i only have very limited exposure to the actual culture and actual daily lives in the south right Mm -hmm. so we've never lived in the south we've only visited yeah. I often get this overwhelming sense of people who are just super sweet to your face and then ready to like stab you in the back later or like the whole bless your heart thing it seems like a nice sentiment but really what they're saying is fuck off i don't like you yeah whenever i've been in the south most of the time i've gotten this overwhelming sense of people watching us because you and i are an interracial couple uh-huh. perhaps that is somewhat new to them which is a little sad but i often get the sense that people are watching us and not in a nice way yeah that's fair but the food is good food is amazing <laughs> so good okay let's go back to the song yes what the fuck is a kudzu oh <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean what I mean? That's one of the lyrics. He's talking about kudzu. I guess grows in Arkansas. I guess. Yeah. Okay, cool. Kudzu. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I just brought it up because like, what is he talking about? Because it's like, it just brings to home that I don't connect with these lyrics. So for this particular song for Arkansas, and I was like, all right, I'm rocking out to this song. It's mm-hmm. similar to like Sweet Home Alabama. He's singing about this part of the South that he really digs and being a silly good old country boy. So I did not go in and read up on the lyrics. None of the lyrics actually like latched on to me. Yep. One more lyric before we wrap on this is yeah. uh, it's metal as fuck. Burn through a one light town like a scalded dog. Oh. <laughs> did you catch that lyric? No, I didn't. 
That is messed up and extremely metal. Yeah, so I wonder <laughs> if he came up with this or if this is a southern colloquial blah, blah, a southern saying. No, it's probably, yeah, it's probably a southern saying, yeah. I would guess. Okay, so now that we talked lyrics, does this take the song down a peg for you? The first lyric that you brought up, good old boy, white male privilege. Yes, that took it down a little bit for me. Now you've ruined the song for me, thanks. Yay, that's <laughs> my job. I'm well, here to help. Yeah, it didn't ruin it, but yeah, it definitely made me rethink this just being a very superficial country song. He's not intentionally doing or being a jerk, I feel. Right. It's just probably his experience. Whereas right. I'm not even from the South. I knew a couple of people that grew up in the South. I, one of my uncles lived there. I think it was Louisiana. Because I know a lot of Vietnamese immigrated to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you ever been to Cafe du Monde, filled with Vietnamese people. Yeah. Apparently his experience is not good. He was treated very poorly yeah. and a lot of racism. Another family member, he's Vietnamese, mm-hmm. adopted by a white family. Mm-hmm. They moved to Alabama and... He was of school age. I want to say middle school or high school, whatever it was. And he Mm -hmm. was bullied a ton because he's different. So if I were to grow up in Arkansas, I would not see it like this. According to those two experiences that were not mine, but they were of family members that look like me. Yeah. I can relate to it where their experiences were not good. Mm -hmm. So this song does nothing for me. Yeah. Lyrically, musically, it's okay. It's shit I've heard already. So it's like, does nothing for me there either. (sighs) Yeah, that kind of sucks. So I love, 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 love me some Southern rock. I love Leonard Skinner. But hearing your perspective on this song makes me call back a few lines in Sweet Home Alabama that are very similar and also, whoa, Mm -hmm. okay, probably shouldn't be singing this and saying this. (laughs) Well, they flew the Confederate flag for so long. I know. I think I didn't want to think more about it because I really loved Leonard Skinner's music. Right? Yeah. And so I I didn't want to not like it or have it be tainted by their potential viewpoints on the Confederate flag and the history and the sadness that comes with that whole discussion. That brings us back to being able to separate the artist from the art. Yeah, but then... Or you can separate the two and still enjoy it because I will fully admit I enjoy the Leonard Skinner bop here and there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they've since shed the Confederate flag, right? Yeah. Well, that makes Um, me feel a little bit better, but at the same time i think that's a constant struggle that everybody kind of faces is okay do you let an artist's political views or morals influence your interpretation or your like of their art right Mm -hmm. yeah what was the motivation of shedding the image of the confederate flag Mm. is it because they truly believe that maybe this is wrong and i'm growing as a person i'm learning more about what this symbol means or is it oh shit my album sales are suffering It's Mm. all about the bottom line. Hey, look at me. I'm not racist anymore. Is it that motivation? Yeah. Because there's a lot of bands doing this now. There's Lady Antebellum. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) That changed their name to Lady A due to the ties to the South and and the racism and all that history involved with that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, look at us. We're not racist anymore. And then Mm -hmm. there's an artist that goes by Lady A. Yeah, And she's a black artist. And she's a black artist. And so the band Lady A sued that black artist Lady A for her name and just say, just give us the name. And she's like, no, why Mm -hmm. should I change it? Yeah. And they're like, no, give us the name. We're suing you. Yeah. So what is the motivation behind changing the name? Yeah. So fuck that band. A lot of people want this 
huge separation between a person's art and their politics. Not realizing that you can't necessarily separate the two. A person is super complex and they're more than just what they do, but they also bring their viewpoints and all of their complexity into what they are physically doing. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to separate those two. Yeah. And I don't personally think that they should separate the two. Right. Um, I think if you have an audience and you feel very strongly about a message and you want to share that message and hopefully reach that concern or that message beyond just yourself and your circle, then why not use your platform? Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you didn't completely ruin this song for me. Well, maybe you ruined the song, but you didn't ruin Chris Stapleton. I love me Chris Stapleton. And I'm going to ruin him for you even more. He co-wrote for Ed Sheeran. I was going to bring that up too because I saw that. He collaborated with Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars on a song. It's a song called Blow and it's very appropriately titled because it does blow fuck. (laughs) Hey, we're not talking about that song right now. We are talking about... Arkansas. You brought it up, not me. I did bring it up. Oh, yeah. And there's, okay, we didn't even talk about the music. No. <laughs> we talked about like 30 minutes about the lyrical content. Yeah. Now. Like right off the bat, you were like, lyrics. Yeah, the music, rock and or roll, it's fine. Like we said, Skinner meets old Elton John. Yeah. Uh, Crocodile rock. That's Elton right. John. If there was no lyrical content or if the lyrics were something different, yeah, I probably would like this a little more. Mm-hmm. But music only, it's fine. It's okay. There's a guitar solo in it. I think there's two guitar solos, uh-huh. four bars each. And the second one is just the guy playing the same note, just going, <laughs> like bending the guitar note. <laughs> So it's shit that guitarists do when they're soloing, but they're not playing anything of value uh-huh. and they're showing off and they're pointing their guitar to the sky <laughs> and they're like, how about that? And then everyone goes crazy. But that's very cool. like Southern rock. That's very Leonard Skinner. That's Amazing. very free bird. The guitar solo where he just plays the same note and makes an O face and the crowd is supposed <laughs> to like clap along thinking he's amazing. It's just like, what is this? This is like <laughs> bullshit. Am I supposed to be impressed by this guitar solo? anyway (laughs) and then the ending there's a double chorus the drum beat changes from the first chorus to the second chorus it goes like double time the second chorus that was cool (laughs) that's my positive (laughs) my one positive thing is that the double chorus it changes slightly woohoo but the rest of it is just like okay it's fine it's cookie cutter yeah i and i totally agree all right so how many arkansases would you give this there's a one arkansas out of five all right, that's better than if zero. If we if we did music only, it'd be probably around a two. Okay. Lyrical content zero. The average is a two. The song isn't anything amazing. The lyrical yeah. content turns me off. Yeah. So Chris Stapleton, go fuck yourself. No. Oh, sorry, Chris Stapleton, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh wait, let me take that back. Chris Stapleton, go eat a dick. Stop oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. Chris Stapleton, hi. <laughs> be nice. Thank you for listening to Two Songs, One Couple. If you like what you hear and you want more, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TwoSongsOneCouple.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you very much. Bye.
Probably human. not a vegan. <laughs> no, I don't think he's a human. Or I don't think he's a human. <laughs> Stapleton is not a human, folks. No. He's from the planet Zerp Zerp. No. Here to probe your anus. Stop it.